Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Would you be the jerk as a small business owner charging someone more than usual for your services? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for telling my aunt and uncle they can screw off somewhere else if they don't like it at my house? I, 20-year-old male, had my aunt and uncle come visit my state recently. Instead of staying in a hotel, they asked if they could stay at my place. I said yes since they couldn't stay at my mom's, since her house is chockers with other people and I really love spending time with my cousins, 5-year-old male, 10-year-old female, and 14-year-old male. Before they even arrived, they started making unreasonable requests, like asking if my boyfriend, 25-year-old male, could stay somewhere else while they were here even though he lives here too. I told them to screw off with a request like that, and they backed down. For some context, my family is pretty liberal. The family motto could be summed up as, mind your own freaking business as long as no one's getting hurt. My uncle is kind of an exception. He became really religious at some point, then married his wife that was the same. Now they kind of have that American QAnon brain rot despite us being Australian. Not trying to diss Americans, the vast majority are lovely. As you can imagine, the territory comes with homophobia. I try to put up with it for the sake of my cousins and hope that being around me shows that gay people are people too and that there's someone to go to if they're ever questioning. A few days ago, they finally arrived and the demands were immediate. They asked me to take down a pride flag I have hanging in my lounge room, the only pride stuff I have in the house, and tried to ask my boyfriend to leave. After them being in the house for an hour, I told them they can screw off somewhere else if they don't like my house. With that, they booked a hotel for themselves and left the kids to stay with me. I'm glad they did. I love having them here and they're actually good kids despite their parents, but I'm starting to feel like a jerk. They can't afford a hotel for all of them and this all deprives the kids of spending time with their parents on what should be a nice holiday. Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk. You don't have to put up with these people. Even if they have kids and you care about those kids, that doesn't mean you have to even begin to put up with their intolerant judgmental selves. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? that said, our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to babysit because of $10? So I, 16-year-old male, live next door to a single mom, Anne, and her two kids, Max, 9, and Mia, 7. Every month or so, when she needs a break from them, I babysit for a few hours, $8.50 an hour. She's usually gone for four hours at a time and is back at or around 15 minutes later than her specified return time. She leaves me with a list of emergency contacts if something happens and she can't get home fast enough. We agreed that if I had to use the emergency number, I get $10 extra as crisis pay. The last time I was watching the kids, around a month ago, Anne stayed out an hour and a half past her specified return time and wasn't answering my texts or calls. I got worried, so I called one of the emergency contacts and sister Jen, who came over to stay in the house while she tried to get a hold of Anne. 
The kids were asleep by this point, but she didn't want to leave them in an empty house, and I went home. Well, as it turns out, Anne had driven into the countryside with no reception to stargaze and got lost. Jen texted me this around midnight once Anne finally texted her back. The next morning, my mom woke me up, saying that Anne was at the door for me. Here's how the convo went. Me a little groggy said, Hey, what's up? Are you okay? She said, I'm alright. I just stopped by to pay you. She handed me an envelope. There you go, kiddo. 47 bucks. I said, wait, what about the crisis pay? I had to call your sister. It should be 57. She said, what crisis? I wasn't in an accident or anything. Just lost. I reply, you said it was if I had to use an emergency contact. You never said anything about any other requirements. She said, look, just take it and be happy. A kid like you doesn't need that much money for five and a half hours of screwing around on your phone. I said, fine. Have a nice day. I shut the door and wrote it off as a loss. Fast forward to yesterday, Anne texts me that she wants to go out on a girls night and wants to know if I'm free to babysit. I say that I am, but that she'll need to pay me the $10 from last time before I agree to do it. She says that she won't do that and restates her argument that it wasn't a real crisis so I shouldn't get crisis pay. I tell her I won't be babysitting for her until I get that $10. She says she really needs this break and calls me entitled for refusing. I step back in bewilderment. A few minutes go by without any more texts from her, so I go to my mom to clue her in. I show her the convo, and to my surprise, my mom agrees with Anne. She affirms that I'm being entitled, that I don't know how hard it is to be a single mom, and that I should suck it up and babysit. I say that I need time to think and head up to my room. This morning Anne texted me to ask if I would babysit or not. I restated my ultimatum, and she also held firm in her refusal. She said she'd find another sitter. I said that's fine. So far I stood my ground, but now I'm questioning if my mom might be right. Am I the jerk? First of all, I've never done any babysitting in my life, but I feel like watching two kids for $8.50 an hour is pretty low, am I wrong? Like I think that alone should be reason enough to not do that babysitting job. And let alone the fact that yeah, you had an agreement that if you had to use that emergency number, you got the $10, and she didn't hold up her end. I think you don't want to do business with somebody that's unfaithful like that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making my stepson share the snacks he brought with his own candy with his sister? My female 32, husband male 40, has a son male 17 from a previous relationship. We have an 8 year old daughter together and a baby 7 months. My stepson had a part time job around Christmas. He works in Starbucks. He's using his money to buy mostly gaming equipment, games and clothes, but sometimes he also buys snacks. They're not special snacks or anything, just Doritos or chips from the store. He likes to have some bags to eat while he's playing. He brought a big pack of stuff yesterday after work. When he came home, my daughter asked him what he brought and he started looking through the stuff. He had some candy and she asked for some. He told her those candies were his and told her not to touch it. She insisted on having some and as he said no again, they started arguing and she then cried. She came crying to me, waking up my youngest son who's teething by the way and told me what happened. So I told my son to just share some candy with her and help. He argued that he bought it with his own money so he doesn't have to give her anything. I told him we buy most of our groceries with his dad's and my money so we could use the same logic. He continued arguing until I threatened him to ground him and he finally gave in. He was upset afterwards. When my husband came home, he told him what happened, and after dinner my husband called me off for treating stepson as a little kid. 
He said that since he's being responsible with a job and getting his own money, then he should decide if he gets to share his snacks or not, and told me not to get my frustration out on his son. Am I the jerk? You literally cannot compare buying food for your kids compared to forcing your kids to share food they bought with their own hard-earned money. You're literally supposed to buy them food, you can't compare that. He went out of his way to work, earn that money, and wanted to spend it how he wants to spend it. And it's not like he's blowing it on things, you know, it's not like a ridiculous purchase, he's just buying snacks for himself. I think it's terrible that you try to take that away from him. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom I don't want to be like her when she told me I was denying my children a mother? I, 28 year old male, lost my wife Willow four years ago. Willow and I have two children together who are seven and five now. Losing Willow was so hard for more than one reason. My kids lost their mom while they were still so young and I know what it's like to lose a parent when you're small. I lost my dad when I was five. I also lost a lot of my memories of him because I suffered a TBI in the same accident my dad died in. My mom remarried within 18 months of my dad dying. She always talked about how I needed a dad and how it was the best thing for us to have someone come in while I was still young enough to accept a new dad and not a stepdad. For her, that still holds true, even though to me he's my stepdad and never my dad. I've not considered dating at all since Willow. I focused on grieving my wife, healing, helping my children heal, making sure they have a great childhood, and enjoying our life that we have now as much as it is still painful at times. My mom's brought up before how my children need a mother. I said one time that I was not interested in remarrying and have ignored comments like that since and continued on with my life. This was possible until my mom sat me down and told me that my kids deserve a mother and to think about how she made the decision to give me a father again and that it was the best decision she could have made for me and I should make that decision for my children. I told her we were different people. She told me that she did what she needed to do for my best interest and that I should consider that because my kids are going to get to an age where anyone I meet will be kept as stepmom and not mom. I said, so like my stepdad. She told me I was being petty calling him that. She then started her spiel again about depriving my children of a mom. I snapped when she wouldn't drop it and I told her I don't want to be like her. I told her I don't want to replace Willow, that my kids have me. They have grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, they have friends. They have so many people in their lives and they're not suffering terribly because I don't want to remarry. I told her she made what she thought was the right decision, but she never once asked me if I thought it was the right one and that putting words into my mouth is not going to encourage me to be more like her. My mom left angry, frustrated, and possibly even hurt. She told me I wasn't being a good father. Am I the jerk for what I said to my mom? Yeah, I definitely don't think Gopi's the jerk here. There's definitely, like, forced expectations, forced emotions, forced line of thinking going on here. And OP's totally right in that they're their own person, they have their own feelings, and they have their own opinions on what's right for them and their family. Our next story is, am I the jerk for always being overdressed and making my wife look bad because she doesn't dress up? I work in a corporate setting which requires me to always be in formal apparel. I've gotten used to wearing formal clothing to the point that I pretty much prefer to wear it most of the time. Whether I'm picking up my kids from practice, visiting family or going shopping, except for when I go to the gym, I wear tailored pants with a button up of some sorts. I know that I'm overdressed most of the time, but I just enjoy being dressed well, and it's become my style. 
My wife, on the other hand, is completely opposite of me. She likes wearing casual and comfortable clothes like sweatpants and hoodies, which is completely fine. But my wife says that when we go out together, that I make her look like a slob because I'm overdressed, making her look like she doesn't take care of herself. We visited my in-laws a couple of days ago. I was wearing my usual style of clothing, while my wife was just wearing a hoodie and some sweatpants. My wife's mother made a joke about me looking nice in my clothes and then jokingly said that people would never assume that my wife and I are married and that I should encourage her to not dress like a slob. I just laughed it off and told her that my wife just likes being comfortable. This didn't go over well with my wife and told me when we got back home that I should stop dressing like a pretentious person and wear normal clothing like everybody else and stop making her look bad. I told her nobody cares what she wears and that I don't tell her how to dress so she can't tell me how to dress. This turned into a petty argument that shouldn't have even taken place at all. Am I the jerk? Honestly, I feel bad for OP because I feel like, although they love to dress up and look good, they don't seem to be an ounce bit judgmental of their wife who doesn't match that at all. And I think that's how it should be, you know? They love each other, they support each other, regardless of what level of clothing they're wearing. The only people they should have issues with are the ones calling them a slob. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my wife that I'm mad that she didn't let me have my friends over? Last Saturday, I went over to a friend's house to hang out with the guys. My wife, who gave birth to our son six weeks ago, also had her friend over to our house. So I finish up at the gym, head over there, and sit down to play some games. After playing for about 30 minutes, my wife calls me, her friend's gone now, and asks if I can come home because a bump on her skin has gotten more painful, and she doesn't want to be taking care of the baby alone when it's painful for her to stand and walk at this point. Previously, it only hurt when she was sitting. Obviously, I'm disappointed that I have to leave, but it is what it is. So I get up and tell my friend who gave me a ride over that I need him to give me a ride home. Everyone's confused and upset that I'm leaving, especially since now that they're going to be short a person for their game. On the ride home, I call my wife and suggest that I just bring my friends over to my house instead. That way I can help with the baby whenever she needs me to, and I'll still get to hang out with my friends whenever I'm not needed by her. She says that she doesn't want people over, and we hang up. At this point, I'm mad. After I get home, I lay down next to her. 15 minutes of silence. She obviously doesn't need me at the moment. I finally ask myself out loud, what am I going to do for the rest of the day? She immediately starts crying and saying, are you seriously mad right now? I tell her yes, I'm not mad that she wanted me home, but I'm mad that she won't let me have my friends over when in my mind it makes no difference to her, they'll be out on the living room the whole time. It's not like she'll be leaving the bedroom anyways, since it hurts for her to walk. She has no reason to in the first place when I'll be in the house and I'll be available at her beck and call. She says my priorities are all wrong. I tell her that she comes before my friends but that I don't see why I can't be there for her when she needs help and then also be able to go out into the living room to see my friends when she doesn't. That way we're both happy, right? She gets all the help she needs and my Saturday plans that I've been looking forward to all week aren't spoiled. She says I don't get it, that she needs moral support and I won't be able to provide that if my friends are over. I don't understand this because I know for a fact that if I came home and just hung out playing games in the living room, when not actively helping her, that she would be fine with that. She even admitted this was true. After we argued, she took an ibuprofen and felt no pain at all until the next day. Please don't leave any negative comments about my wife being a baby or anything. 
I'm not here to make her look bad or to bash her. I love and care about her a lot. I just need to know if I was being a jerk or not. This is one of those situations where you should have accepted that you're sacrificing hanging out with your friends to care for your wife and newborn baby. Turn it into a fun day with the wife and kid. Put on a movie, order a pizza, you know, if you've got to do something, be productive. I mean, play whatever games you want to with your wife. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Doesn't have to actively be even playing, you know, just like do it together, you know? I think the issue here is obviously she's going through a lot, probably emotionally, and needed some support. Popping in every once in a while to help her with the baby is not like taking care of things. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not keeping my promise to my son? My son's getting married. I promised all of my kids that I'll help him with wedding costs, and I help my two oldest kids. However, my son's getting married to an insufferable woman. She is too egoistic, and I don't like her at all. Also, there's also my youngest child. She's very smart, and there's this really expensive school in our city that I think would be good for her and help her get into a better college. I can only afford one thing, either put the money towards my daughter's education or give it to my son for his wedding. My wife wants to give it to my son, but as it's my money, my wife and I have separate accounts, I decided to save it for my daughter. My wife and son both think I'm a jerk, but I think my daughter's future is more important than a party. While I have to be honest, part of me kind of understands why OP doesn't want to fund this. At the same time, this was a promise that you seem to sincerely make to all of your kids. And up until now, it followed through on, so it seems a little unfair that you're specifically not helping them out. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling a school nurse I don't need a second opinion from an American doctor for a diagnosis made in Spain? I, 17-year-old female, moved from Spain to the US with my parents a year ago. I have a very rare and severe neurological condition, which is itself a subtype of a more common and less debilitating condition. When I say rare, I mean a .0001% occurrence rate. I was diagnosed in Spain a year ago before we moved. I spent two weeks in the hospital. They ran all the tests possible, even experimental ones. I eventually saw a specialist who's extremely well known in his field. He made the diagnosis and gave me a prescription. I went from two episodes a day to less than one a month. Now for the issue, a week ago, a new head nurse was hired at my high school. As an at-risk student, she asked to meet me. When I started describing my situation, she interrupted me saying, I know, name of the more common condition, cut it short. Since it's on a whole other level in terms of gravity and rarity, I still went ahead and described it. She interrupted me again and said, This diagnosis is very unusual, are you sure about it? 
I know a very good doctor. You sure you don't want to have a second opinion from an American doctor? She stressed, American. I told her all the tests were ran a year ago, the diagnosis fits perfectly, and the medication is working. I finally said that Spanish doctors are just as competent as American ones. I was calm, but it showed that I thought she considered Spain as a third world country. She rolled her eyes and said that I didn't need to get defensive. I told my parents when I went home. My dad, American, got on her side. I said he was free to spend dozens and thousands of dollars, what the whole process would cost in the US, for the same diagnosis and to get me under opioids. He said I was overreacting and that I didn't need to be a jerk about it. But my mom, who's Spanish, understands my reaction given how mentally taxing this all is. I haven't heard back from the nurse, but I'm wondering if I overreacted. I definitely don't think OP's overreacting. They clearly went through a lot with what seems to be very experienced doctors, and they're on a regimen that seems to be improving their condition, so they must be on the right track. I think honestly, it's kind of very inappropriate for a nurse to be asking somebody to get a second opinion when they're asserting that they know what's going on. Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my mom a heartless witch? I have a four-year-old son and I had him at 16. It was a complicated situation. My parents said that the only thing that they'd provide me with is my room and I'd have to care for the baby myself. It was hard, but it worked out in the end. My parents treat my son a lot nicer now too. My brother just turned 14 and he's the best. In fact, my son looks up to him and my brother adores him. My son made this drawing of him and my brother and gave it to my brother for his birthday. My brother loved it so much that he kind of brushed off the presents me and my parents gave him. It upsets my parents, but they kept their mouth shut. My son draws so many pictures of him and his uncle now, and he gives every single one to my brother, and my brother puts every single one on his wall. My brother was at a sleepover, and I'd taken my son out for a fun day. When we got back, my son ran to my brother's room to show him something. The door was wide open, and the first thing he noticed was that all his drawings were gone. He just began to cry and cry, and it took forever to calm him down. He eventually went to sleep. My brother came back the next day and when he went to hug my son, he started to cry. My brother was confused, so I told him that he saw the empty wall. My brother was still confused, so he went to his room and came back really upset. He said that he didn't do that and that he's actually going to cry as well because he liked those drawings. My mom came down and he immediately confronted her and she just said that she didn't realize how much he liked those drawings and took them down while she was cleaning his room. I was mostly shocked. She was there the night before when my son saw the wall and started crying, and she was comforting my son and everything. I felt betrayed. I called her out for how she acted last night and she told me to relax, that I'm not allowed to speak to her like that. I honestly lost it and I called her a heartless witch, my own mother. I felt bad the second I said it, but it felt good too. My mom looked so shocked and just turned back and went to her room. My dad confronted me later and yelled at me for what I said. He said that regardless of what she did, she's my mom. And when he wanted to kick me out, mom's the one who convinced him to let me and my baby stay. Am I the jerk? I feel guilty now. 100% not the jerk. She knew what she was doing. She acted in such a nasty way. And she deserves to be held responsible for that. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my wife not to talk to my dad, but I'll continue to? A month ago, my oldest turned 16. For his 16th birthday, the plan was to let him skip school, get to the DMV when it opens, take the driving test, go on a small road trip, 
be back around when school gets out, and then all go for a family dinner. On the weekend would be a celebration with his friends. Skipping school for the DMV test was planned in advance, but the road trip was a surprise. A few days before the road trip, my wife asked me to take our three-year-old with me that day. I said I wasn't taking a toddler to the DMV, that place is a cesspit. Also, the road trip is for additional driving practice before he's able to drive unsupervised. A toddler distracting him is not a good idea. My wife said that she wanted the day to herself, and if I wasn't willing to take our toddler, the birthday stuff needs to be moved to the weekend, so I can. I said I would take our toddler to work with me the next day, but our oldest son's birthday is his day, so he's the priority. She got angry and said she's made a hundred sacrifices for our kids, and saying she isn't a priority, not what I said, is disgusting. It was a big fight. My son's birthday, she texted me that I'm a jerk multiple times. At the dinner, she was in a bad mood. After everyone ate, my dad asked us all to go out to the parking lot. He handed the keys to his car to my son, saying he was getting a new one. He also said he would continue to pay the insurance for a year. My wife asked me if I knew about this, and I didn't. She didn't believe me. My wife has called and texted my dad multiple times asking him if he's going to do this for all of our kids saying he shouldn't have done this without asking us first and telling him if he can't do this for all the kids, he needs to take the car back. Eventually, he told her to shut up and stop bothering him. My wife told me I need to stop talking to my dad. She said he used offensive language. He texted, stop bothering me, woman, which she says is sexist, towards her and I need to support her. I said she needs to stop talking to my dad, not me. I'll support her not talking to him. My wife said I'm disrespecting her, that I won't listen when she says she needs help and let my family treat her poorly. I think she's creating these situations herself. She looks for a fence and then finds it. Am I the jerk? I think she's really not working with the family here. Like, I don't know if she's just had her fill. I don't know if like she just needs a break or something, but like she seems like she's on edge and ready to dump everybody and everything to get some kind of time off and just turn off. I definitely don't think OP's at fault here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for charging someone more than usual for cupcakes and saying I'm not running a charity? I, 26, have a small business baking cakes and cupcakes. It's not my primary job, my customers are mostly family and friends, but it's something I'm good at and enjoy doing. It depends on the size, but since I can't do commercial quantities, my time frame to place orders is at least two weeks in advance. So a couple weeks ago, a mutual friend, Liv, 29, reached out asking if I can make some cupcakes for her daughter's third birthday. She gave an outline of what she wanted, and it's something I can do, so I said sure. Difference is, she wanted them in a week. Liv said there's a lot going on for her right now, and she decided to give her daughter a surprise and doesn't have time to make cupcakes too, so the late order. I had spare time that week, so I said I could make them. The cost I gave her was more than what I'd normally charge. But Liv started saying how it's too much and if I could bring it down. I said no because this is a late order. She made some excuse about how she understands that and she's happy to pay more but not this much. Liv kept insisting so I got kind of annoyed and told her I'm not running a charity. She can afford it. If she can't, she doesn't have to order from me. Liv gave a pretty snarky reply to that, got pissed and didn't end up placing an order. I then saw from a friend's insta she made some posts on her stories which I'll admit irked me. I do have a couple people telling me I was way upcharging and was rude to her in my replies. 
I don't think I was, so am I the jerk? It makes it really hard to judge because OP didn't clarify anything about the prices. Apparently in the comments, they doubled the price, which seems kind of ridiculous considering you're supposed to be helping a friend out here and you said you have the time to do it. Like I'm not saying you don't deserve a little extra time for working on such short notice, but doubling the price on a friend? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not inviting my dad's wife to the wedding? I, 24-year-old female, got engaged last May to my fiancé, 24-year-old male. I'm very excited about it, but when it came down to planning, I knew that my parents would be a tough situation. My parents separated when I was 16 and didn't get officially divorced until 2020. My dad remarried in 2021. I'll refer to his wife as Sharon. During the initial separation, my sisters and I stayed with our mom. She was going through such a hard time. My dad in the beginning attempted to make an effort with my sisters and me, but it was very obvious that he was eager to start his new family. He eventually became a distant father, only really talking to us around holidays, taking Sharon and her kids on trips and bonding with them. I missed my dad, but he seemed to have already moved on from us, and he was never a good person to communicate with. I still attempted to have some sort of relationship, even if it was at arm's length. I invited him to my high school and college graduation, which he attended both without Sharon. When Sharon and my dad got engaged, none of us were happy about it, but it was what he wanted. We went to the wedding. All three of us were very emotional about it, which family on my dad's side could tell, and tried to comfort us. I've never been mean to Sharon. I've always just sort of tolerated her. We never formed any kind of bond and I only ever saw her if I was visiting my dad which was already once in a while. The same applied for my sisters. So now being engaged, I've taken everything in. I decided I wanted my dad at my wedding but just as my dad. He wouldn't get a plus one or anything of the sort. To make things fair, I set the same rules for my mom. This past weekend I went to talk to him and Sharon. My fiancé was with me when I told them. I said that I meant no disrespect, but I had to also think of my mom and that this would be easier. I also made it a point to tell them that my mom isn't allowed to bring anyone either. If Sharon wanted to celebrate our wedding, we could always do dinner another time. I thought letting them know in advance, since the wedding isn't until fall 2024, he would hopefully take it well and still want to show up. I was emotional, and afterwards he did hug me and told me that he would let me know their decision. I left feeling better, but things changed. On our way home, he called me. He asked if this was my decision, which I said yes to. Then he told me that we could do dinner another time, and essentially his answer was no. I was upset, so we just said our goodbyes, and that was that. When it basically comes down to the father saying, I won't attend your wedding unless you let this woman who was horrendous and and hurt people you love attend, I don't think OP's the jerk for setting those boundaries. It's just kind of sad because you hate seeing somebody get so distant from their own father. But if they're with a toxic person that hurts you, it's totally reasonable to distance yourself. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.